Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. Hope you're having a great weekend. Um, actually, I'm probably going to release this on Monday, so I hope you're having a great weekend right now while I'm recording this. I've decided to hold off releasing it until Monday because I've noticed that people are pretty busy on the weekends these days since we're moving into the best part of the year, which is not summer. <laughs> uh, it's just too hot for me. Summer, I used to love summer when I was a teenager. I would lay out in the sun with Hawaiian Tropic oil all over my very dark brown skin and my very sun bleached hair would be, you know, up in a ponytail and I was in heaven. I loved the heat on my skin but now I just, I can't take it. I guess, you know, just one of those old lady things. But anyway, it, uh, it's been raining here a little bit. We got almost six inches of rain in the past few days, which was greatly needed. And I believe it is actually raining at the moment, but the sun was out earlier and I took a little drive to a nearby town to do some shopping. I had to go to Lowe's, which is a big store where you can get all kinds of home home repair and lumber and all kinds of stuff for your house. And I got some plants because we're getting ready to plant in our, our fall garden, which since I live in Texas, we don't really have very many like super cold days so we can plant a garden year round. And, um, I also got groceries at another store and then I came home and I was starving and I ate the groceries. But anyway, today's podcast is is going to be a review of a Netflix series that we just watched this week called Clickbait, as you saw in the title. And I don't know what I'm going to make the title for this one but in the blog that I wrote that this podcast is going to be based on the title is Netflix's clickbait is surprisingly good and I don't know if you caught that little word surprise in there because that's what you get when you click on clickbait you get an unwanted surprise but this series was good now as I said in the blog there's a couple of little things that some Christians may be offended by. So I just want to put that out there. I understand some people don't even watch Netflix at all because they think it's just too evil. And I totally respect your right. Uh, you know, we we pick and choose our shows very carefully. Like the, the things that we feel are okay to watch. And we're pretty picky. So this one, we checked it out, and here is my review. As I said in the first episode, there's a couple of scenes that I just felt like were really unnecessarily offensive, like should not have been in there at all. It was like, are they trying to hook people or trying to get people not to watch the show? I don't know. But the rest of the episodes, 
there's really nothing too upsetting except there is one scene where two men kiss. And, you know, that's all they do. There's like no, you know, sex scenes or I don't recall any nudity. If there was, it must have been really brief. And it seems like there was quite a bit of cussing. Um, so if you're offended by the F word, you won't like this series. Um, it's It does have that. But, you know, it seems like kind of like if you're around people who cuss like I am, it seemed like natural type cussing, not you know, extreme, like some movies where they just seem to like cuss every other word. It's not like that. But anyway, if you have one of those machines that deletes out the bad words, you know, you could watch it. So we watched the show, the series in two days. And that was because it was that good. And also because my husband was really tired um, he's still recovering from COVID and that's another story. I'm kind of starting to wonder if we might need to see a cardiologist. So pray for him. Uh, but so anyway, um, one night we stayed up a little bit later than past our bedtime and we watched the first four episodes and then we realized that there was a lot more to go because this is called a limited series and I wrongly assumed that that meant that it was just going to be a few episodes. Now I know what it means. But so when we realized that there were there were four more episodes, we decided to wait till the next day. So the next day, uh we got a few things done and then we said, "Okay, let's watch the rest of the show." And so that's what we did. We sat down on our awesome couch that I bought off of Facebook marketplace that has power recliners and cup holders and it's the greatest couch in the world and we watched all the rest of the episodes one after another until we found out who the bad guy was. So I'm going to just give you the names of the main characters in this movie. They are Pia Brewer, played by Zoe Kazan, Sophie Brewer, played by Betty Gabriel, Nick Brewer, played by Adrian Grenier, Roshan Amiri, played by Phoenix Rai, Ethan Brewer, played by Cameron Ingalls, Kai Brewer, played by Jalen Fletcher, and Matt Alden, played by Ian Meadows. Now, there were a whole bunch more people in this show and I'm not going to list them all, but you can find the whole cast on imdb.com. So what, here's what you really want to know. What is this series about? Well, if you listen, I'm not going to tell you like detailed by detail of every scene like some reviewers do. But I will give you enough details that you could call it a spoiler. But you could still watch it. So... What is it about? It's a drama about a man who gets kidnapped and it involves a lot of uh, technology and the internet and stuff like that. So the show, the first episode opens out with an extended family at a table 
dinner table and they're celebrating grandma's birthday. At the table are the husband, the wife, their two teenage sons, and the sister of the husband and the grandma. So that would be Nick and Sophie, their sons, Kai and, um, what's his name, Ethan, and the grandma who really doesn't have much to do in the show, so I don't even remember her name, and the sister whose name is Pia. I would say that Pia is the main character. Now, even though she's not the one who gets kidnapped, she has the most scenes and the most lines and the most action. So Pia is at the dinner and she is kind of a, eh, I try to think of a word for her, kind of like a annoying millennial girl. She has a bleach blonde, short pixie, not pixie. Uh, she looks like olive oil. She's not very cute. I mean, if she ever smiled, she'd probably look a lot better. But she never smiles. She wears a leather jacket a lot. She's very thin. But she's just always kind of angry and, you know, telling people what to do. She has no filter. And so at this dinner, they're presenting a gift to the grandma. And Pia does not approve of the gift that her sister-in-law, Sophie, picked out. Evidently, they had discussed it beforehand, and she wanted her to have, I think it was a bread maker, but Sophie bought something else, and that did not go over well with Pia. There ends up being an angry altercation, and her brother tells her to get out of his house, that he's sick of her, and all that, because, you know, that's his wife that she's, you know, disrespecting. So Pia storms out, and it's in that next scene where the most, you know, problematic scene is. It's very brief, but you do see her watching porn and, you know, uh, pleasuring herself. And then she gets dressed and goes to a bar where she gets really drunk. Oh, she was already drunk. And then she gets, she just keeps getting drunker and drunker. And then she's in the bathroom and she goes onto this dating app and she's looking at the pictures and she, she clicks on one and she messages back and forth with the guy, like a couple sentences. And they were, they said they were going to meet up, but then she drops her phone in the toilet. So she ends up not meeting him and she goes home instead and that was probably for the best because, you know, not good to use dating apps to hook up when you're drunk. So anyway, this man that she was going to meet, he happens to be a cop. And he ends up in the next scene. So the next morning, Pia goes to work. She is some kind of healthcare worker, a, you know, technician or something. And it looks like she works in maybe a chemo center or dialysis or something. I wasn't really sure what was happening. And she's with a young patient who happens to be very good at using computers and stuff. 
And so they're talking about videos and they start watching a video and that's when the real movie starts. So all the other stuff is just kind of a, some background to give you an idea of who the, who the family is and that they don't get along. So they start watching this video and they see a man that is being held captive and it turns out it's Pia's brother, the one who was at the dinner, Nick. And he's tied up and he's holding a sign that says, I abuse women. And the video says that if the video gets 5, 000, 5 million views, that they are going to kill Nick. Well, at first, they're just kind of staring at the video like, what? And they think it must be fake. But then... Then Pia is like not going to risk it. She she jumps up and runs out of the hospital. And um, first she tries to call her brother, but his phone is off. And then she goes to Sophie's job. She's a teacher and tells her what's going on. And they both go to the police station and the police, they show them the video and they say, well, okay, we'll, we'll try to figure out what's going on. Well, of course, that's not very satisfying. Um, so one thing you can say about Pia is she, even though she can be annoying, she does get things done, you know, even if she has to kind of be a you-know-what to get it done. So that is episode one. And I can't, you know, I don't want to give you every play-by-play moment. The rest of the series is about Pia and Roshan trying to find Nick. Roshan is the cop. And they become friends, but they don't hook up. So um, they're trying to find out, find where he is, and then they're trying to find out who kidnapped him, and and there's just all kinds of unexpected twists and turns in, this, in an only an eight episode show just when you think you know who done it you find out that you're wrong so be prepared to be wrong if you are the kind of person like me who likes to try to guess what's going to happen before it happens so in the end it turns out that it's someone you probably never thought of because to be honest they don't really give you any clues about this person so it's a little, you know, unfair, but that's okay. It's it's a good series, and it's a good twist at the end. So, um, but I will give you a hint. They do show this character, but they don't really give you any hints that this person could could be the bad guy. And also, there's actually more than one bad guy. <laughs> so, um... We, we also learn the secrets that are going on in the lives of many of the characters, including Nick and Sophie's marriage and uh, some things that Pia and Nick went through as children that is not revealed until almost the very last episode, I think. Um, so I really, you know, at first I thought that this movie or series was just a show about technology being bad. You know, it's all bad, bad, bad. 
you know, it kind of reminded me of the social dilemma or something like that. But then as we continued watching it, I was like, you know, this show actually has a lot of depth and it has a lot of characters and it's it's very interesting and it doesn't have a lot of dead space or unnecessary, you know, violence or action or whatever. It And it keeps you guessing. So the more episodes I watched, the better I liked it. Kind of like a book. It actually kind of felt like reading a book. So when it was all done, I was like, wow, that, that show was pretty educational, which is why I decided to do this uh, podcast. Because I was like, you know, really, I hope more people will watch this movie because it really does have a lot of good, you know, themes in it. Uh, and one, what are the themes or lessons that, that you could learn? Well, one is that secrets lead to bad things. In this story, there are many, many secrets and, and much just bad communication. Like, if people had just been honest with each other none of this stuff would have happened. But, um, you know, that's the real world. And that's another thing I liked about this show is that it seemed very realistic. Like, this this story could actually happen. Um, Number two is kind of what I said, that, you know, technology is a super amazing tool. And in this, in the movie or series, I'm sorry, um, they show phones and computers being used constantly and at first I was like oh why are they showing them so much but the that's real life that's really how our lives are we go around with the phone at our side in our pocket in our hand or we have a computer you know or you know uh ipad or whatever we really do use technology pretty much constantly every single day I mean I don't I keep telling myself I'm going to take a day off without any, you know, not use my phone at all, but I just can't do it. It's, I would really be like, I would feel really like, like lost, like disconnected, you know, because I use it to connect in so many different ways to other people. Okay. Number three, cheating on your spouse is a bad thing. I like that this movie portrayed infidelity, you know, in, as a, in a realistic way. Like, it's not fun. It's not gonna, you know, enrich your life. It's not gonna, it's not gonna do anything good for you. Um, it, but it was portrayed fairly, you know, and and as something that could be forgiven, you know, in a marriage. And I like that too. Because, I mean, I actually do know people who have who have gone through that. And they stayed married. And, you know, with God's help, people can even get through that. So, number four. This is probably the most important lesson in the series. Is that it is very easy... For someone to make a fake profile, or more than one fake profile, use someone else's photos, steal their identity, and become someone else. They could steal all your information and create a profile, and they could be using all that profile to pretend to be you 
maybe with a different name they can and then if they're using these things um, on dating sites hint hint you know they can use fake voices they can just um, you you never even know that you're not talking to the person in the picture so this movie yes is about catfishing and if you've never heard that term it simply means pretending to be someone you're not by by using a fake profile and you know interacting with other people usually on dating sites or whatever pretending to be someone that you're not and i've i've been told that catfish is a show on MTV but i've never seen it number 5 lesson 5 the desire to be famous or to move up in the world can lead to bad behavior for some people. So in this movie, there's two people who really want to get promotions and they really want to be famous. Well, one of them wants to be famous and both of them make some pretty bad mistakes. Well, actually only one of them. The other one just, he wasn't too bad. But anyway, um, we got to be watch out for our ambitious uh, feelings, temptations. Number six, if, even if all the evidence seems to point to a single conclusion, you could still be wrong. There could be another bit, a whole lot more evidence that you don't even know about. So don't be quick to judge someone's guilt or innocence. And I would just say, you know, for example, the Gabby Petito case. I know it seems obvious that the boyfriend killed her and her parent, his parents are helping hide him, but we don't know that for sure, so we need to reserve judgment until the rest of the evidence comes out, or maybe a confession. Number seven, uh, temptations to pretend to be someone else are powerful and potentially dangerous. This story could happen in real life. What seemed like harmless playing around online, creating fake profiles, and having fake relationships turned into something serious. The character who did it was a lonely person with too much time on their hands. She, this person did not intend for all the things that ended up happening. Number eight, and the most you know, common sense lesson is protect your phone and your computer and also be careful what you put out on social media. And I would say, you know, check your privacy settings on all the social media sites and also read, read the fine print in the terms and conditions. See who owns your information that you put out there and do they have the right to use it in other ways? <clears throat> But this this series was it was really interesting if you if you're interested in technology and you get to see all the different ways <clears throat> that it can be used. So, should you spend what maybe eight hours of your life watching this series? <clears throat> I say yes. If you like drama, tech, mystery. <clears throat> And, you know, don't like a lot of violence, 
You prefer more of a smarter twist and turn kind of mystery that doesn't have a lot of weird perversions and creepy stuff that so many of them seem to have. This one is pretty tame compared to some. Like, I don't know if you've seen that movie, but I think it was called The Girl on the Train, something like that. That movie was horrible. That was horrible. I really regretted watching that movie. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm, I need a drink of water. Um, but to, you know, to be... Uh, I want to include all the details, so I will say that there was a few things that I did not like about the show. Ow. Oops. One is that the scenes were really short. Uh, like, Pia would walk into a room, and she would say a few words, and the other person would say a few words, and then she would leave. And I was like, really? You just got there. That's all you're going to say? But it did keep the action moving, so I guess it's not so bad. And I guess since they only had eight episodes, they had to cram a lot of stuff in. But um, it did drive me a little crazy. So the other thing was that, and some people, I hope you don't take this wrong, I'm not prejudiced against anyone. But it bugs me when a show seems to like include one of each, you know, uh, group just to meet a quota. And this series definitely does that. We have your Muslim, we have your gay characters, we have a biracial couple, and we have, you know, stereotype um, racist white people. So it was a little bit annoying that they had to include those things. Uh, another thing was that even though Pia was the main character, she was a little bit, you know, annoying. Just, just her millennial grumpiness. And then there was one scene where they were like at, it was a wedding or maybe an anniversary party. And one of the women says something very crude about Sophie's husband that I was like, really? No one would say that. And I'm sure when you, if you watch the show, you'll be, you will know what I'm talking about. But my husband and I were both sat there and we're like, I would never say that. Would you say that? And we're like, no, who would say that? Anyway, it was just a stupid comment. Um, maybe millennials talk like that, but this, this was not a group of millennial women. Well, maybe they were, they're probably about 40. Anyway, um, the things that I liked, um, as a mom of boys, I have five of them. I felt that the two teen boys in the show were portrayed very realistically. They were good actors. Well, both of them were. And it showed them, you know, being very good at using technology. It showed them being kind of dismissed by the adults, even though they really, you know, they had some input that should have been listened to. 
It showed them playing video games, and one of them had, you know, dual monitors, and I was like, ah, that looks like my son. And it showed them, you know, kind of squabbling between each other's sibling squabbles. And then it showed, you know, another character, uh, another teenage character that was kind of like having anxiety issues. And I know that's really common these days with younger kids and adults. Another thing that I liked was that in the end, Nick's wife and sister become allies and friends as they work through, you know, the mystery together. Um, I also liked that the crime was not just a, you know, random evil. It was basically the result of some really stupid decisions and giving into some temptations that a lot of people have, you know. Uh, And the last thing is I'm glad that the series is limited and I don't have to wait for the next season. It's over. I get to find out the ending immediately. So, that's clickbait. It's on Netflix. It came out, I think it said August 25th. So, probably be on there for a little while longer. And, you know, if you decide to watch it, I hope you will leave me a comment. Or maybe, have you already seen it? What did you think of it? Do you disagree with anything that I had to say about it? Leave me a comment. Shoot me an email to blueskiesandgreenpasturesblog at gmail.com. Um, and if you go to my blog, blueskiesandgreenpastures.com, you can actually comment there at the end of the post in the comment section. And I would love to hear from you. So thanks again for listening to the podcast. I hope you will like it, subscribe, and share with your friends if you like this episode or any of the other episodes. Um, By the way, one of my most popular episodes is called um, What Happens If I Don't Take the Mark of the Beast? And that one has a thousand plays, which is like, I don't know, 20 times what most of them have. So, uh, you know, I know that people are really interested in what's going to happen and they're scared. So I, if you haven't listened to that one yet, I hope you will. And then there's a part two to that about the great delusion that will happen that will cause people to take the mark of the beast. So anyway, God bless you. And I hope and pray that you know Jesus and you will not take the mark of the beast. Bye now.